0: Welcome to the Tech and Maine Presents podcast with your host, Sean St. Hill. Sean is the CEO of Tech and Maine, a technology consulting firm in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen in as thought leaders share their tips and insights about what's going on in the world of technology. And now, here's your host, Sean St. Hill.
1: Thank you for joining another episode of Tech and Main Presents where we bring you the best insights from today's leaders and experts in technology. Today we will be speaking with Danny Wade. Danny is the Information Systems Security Officer with the CDC. Danny, welcome to the Tech and Main Presents podcast. Thank you, Sean. Uh, glad to be here. Truly an honor and a privilege to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Danny. You're welcome. Thanks for taking time to share with the Tech and Main presents family over the next few moments. Why don't we just jump right in and have you share your background?
0: Sure, absolutely. Again, I'm Danny Wade. Uh, been with the CDC for uh, 13 years. Uh, I'm, I'm currently the ISO Information System Security Officer for the National Center of Injury Prevention and Control, where our primary focus is uh, adverse childhood experiences, injury prevention, overdose prevention and injury prevention. I've been doing that um, again for the last five years, Uh, been at the CDC in various roles and responsibilities, have a lot of IT certifications and IT security, privacy, project management, Um, definitely the list goes on. Outside of CDC, I have a lot of uh, leadership uh, certifications and training, uh, both in minister, minister of gospel uh, at my church, Uh, Also do a lot of mentoring and coaching, primarily with youth, but also with adults as well. So definitely glad to be here.
1: Oh, Danny, thank you so much for sharing that background. I love that you are obviously professionally, Mm -hmm. you know, on point. I I caught mention of you being spiritually on point. Uh, (laughs) I like that, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and also socially on point you know through uh, the mentoring that you mentioned. So Danny, I want to just deviate a little bit, you know, before we, you know, get into some of the questions that we have prepared, but sure. you you mentioned obviously your professional side, mm-hmm. your spiritual side mm-hmm. and your social side. And this this may be a little bit of a setup, but you know, we'll we'll go with it anyway. Yeah. Um how are you balancing those three aspects of life? Mm -hmm. Great
0: question. And definitely uh, the balance, of course, is uh, just by trusting and believing in God and then relying too on my family. Um, I have a great support system and my wife, we've been married for 13 years. I have an eight-year-old daughter. We have an eight-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son uh, um, who are completely night and day. Um, but, you know, um, they're th- my reason, you know, um, why I'm able to strive and, uh, create an opportunity, um, uh, not only for them, but for others like them. You know, I'm also the president of, uh, Blacks in Government, which is, uh, uh, big for short, uh, which also, uh, big is an acronym for Believe in God. And our focus is really to be able to help those in the federal, state, and local government create opportunities of equity, excellence, and opportunity for all. I love what I do because God gives me the ability to do it. And it's a blessing to be able to uh, help those um, just by, you know, using my leadership skills, my marketing, uh, you know, as well as collaborating with others and partnering. Of course, I don't have all the answers, but I'm fortunate to have a network of people that I can rely on and depend on. So um, I, I, I really enjoy everything that I do. And that's the short answer to why I'm able to do everything. You know, there isn't anything particular that I do because I have to in a sense that I don't really want to, but I have to. It's a sense of I really enjoy doing it. So that's why I'm able to do everything that I am. So thank you for that question. Sean.
1: Oh, well, Danny, no, thank you for that answer. That is a wonderful answer. So, Danny, I will ask you. You know, since we since we have this time together and mm-hmm. and want to get to know you a little bit more, what has you most excited about your daily work there at the CDC?
0: Really, you know, a great question again, Sean, as you know, a lot is going on with this global pandemic that we're facing and just really realizing that even before the global pandemic, you know, there's been issues of, um, you know, violence, um, issues of overdose, um, issues of uh, injuries and things of that nature. And COVID has even added to that, you know, the stresses of just having to deal with everyday life, as well as having to deal with, you know, um, COVID, you know, in this global pandemic that we're facing. Um, it's really given me the ability to understand the importance of science, as well as the importance of data and data research. And, um, you know, these last few years, the last two years really has shown me that it's really about the people that we serve, you know, and, you know, I'm excited about having the opportunity not only to be able to help those now, but even those in the future, you know, those who um, are at the CDC, those who are outside of the CDC, um, as well as those who are interested in opportunities uh, in the government, you know, whether it be federal, state or local government, you know, so... I really want to work on being able to create a pipeline and uh, encourage people, especially uh, youth, those who have an interest in STEM, you know, a science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, to be able to understand that, you know, um, there are opportunities in the federal government, you know, and it's about making a difference as a public servant. So,
1: yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great, great answer, Danny. And mm-hmm. I I want to go just a little bit further with your title, right? yes. folks here, Information Systems Security Officer, right, right? <laughs> and that conjures different things in people's minds. Why don't you give us you know, just a, a very basic understanding sure. of what that title really means?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you know, the, the CDC, there's fifteen thousand or so people at the CDC. Um, there are seventeen information system security officers, seventeen or eighteen uh total. A lot of us we're responsible for one center, you know, because the CDC is made up a group of, of centers. Okay. You know, so I'm primarily responsible for the injury center, which is where I work. And basically that entails in making sure that the data that we collect and that we transfer and that we share is protected. You know, a lot of the data that we deal with uh, has personal identifiable information. You know, a lot of it involves um, making sure that privacy is intact, that my my role also uh, encompasses making sure that uh, the staff have the the, the required uh, software as well as hardware. A lot of times, you know, there's uh, incident responses that we have to be responsible for, whether it's the loss of uh, hardware or software or if it's, you know, inability to be able to get on a network. Um, we, of course, would um, work to do annual and quarterly security awareness training. Um, so that, you know, th- there's, there's a lot of people out there, both in the U.S. and outside that really want to get access to what the CDC has. You know, and a lot of times they do, you know, phishing attacks or they, you know, send these emails and they get you, you know, all intrigued and interested. Next thing you know, they're, they're doing ransomware where they held hostage. Your information and your data, and they're asking you for money to be able to give it back to you. Uh, so my role is just to make sure that um, certain parameters are in place, that um, the staff follows the guidelines, and if they're not sure, you know, they reach out to me. You know, hey, is this is this a legit email? And a lot of times it is, and a lot of times it it isn't. That is pretty much my role in a nutshell. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Danny, thank you so much for sharing that answer and for giving us some insight into. Uh, the role behind the title. So definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Now, Danny, you mentioned BIG a little bit before. Yeah. And so we want to get an understanding of, you know, what is Blacks in government and Mm -hmm. how is it making a difference?
0: Yeah, yeah. Excellent question. Um, BIG has been around. It's a national organization. that has been around for uh, over 46 years. You know, of course, it started out with the uh, Health, Education and Welfare Office, Hugh, in the Maryland, D.C. area, which is now FDA, um, where there were a lot of racism and discrimination that's going on at the time. And they, they, they created this organization, a group of employees. Well, when they created it, they realized that this issue was going on at other federal agencies, as well as the state and local government. So that was how BIG was birthed and established. I am the president of the CDC chapter of BIG, and we've been around for 32 years. And, you know, we have worked with and collaborated with organizations external and internal to CDC to promote equity, excellence, and opportunity for all, but primarily focusing on our Black uh, employees. The good thing about our organization, um, both at the state Uh, and federal and national levels is it's not really one of the requirements is not to be black. You know, we are a very diverse um, organization. Um, We have the benefit of having a lot of CDC leaders who are members of blacks in government that don't look like us. You know, um, they really support us and they are about, you know, equity, excellence and opportunity for all. So we meet with a lot of uh, CIOs, that's uh, um, centers, uh, and, and, uh, organizations that are, 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 about, you know, creating opportunities. You know, we share, uh, job announcements, job vacancies. Uh, we share networking events. You know, a lot of times there's career fairs that we share and, uh, we're fortunate, you know, our chapter, the CDC chapter is the largest chapter nationally with over 200 members. Um, and we're, we're, we're definitely proud of that. But in an organization that is, was upwards of 15,000, you know, we should have at least 500, 600 members, you know, and we're our goal is to be able to collaborate and partner not only with those in the CDC, but those at the local level, uh, whether it be state representatives, local representatives, mayors, uh, you name it, uh, firefighters, policemen, we have a lot of principals and school uh, administrators and teachers that are part of our organization. And we all work together to create Uh, avenues and pipelines, um, not only for those adults, but also those future adults that want to be able to have an opportunity for a career in the government.
1: Mm. Okay, great. And so, Danny, this next question is probably a very nice segue into some of what you were just saying. But as an officer, as the president of the CDC chapter, at big, you know, what are some of the things that you're looking to work on? What are some of your initiatives?
0: Excellent question, Sean. And to me, the biggest is as I uh, and I've been in this role for three years. I have one more year um, uh, as the chapter president. Um, but one thing I found um, not only in the, in my three years as president, but also in my previous years, because I've been a, a member of the organization for going on eleven years now, is there are so many people that have been in the federal government, CDC included, and they've been in their same position for over 30 years. Oh, wow. They have not gotten a promotion. Uh, they have not if some of them have not even had a chance to have an interview, you know, and they've been kind of stagnant. And um, of course, my heart goes out to them. You know, some of them, I mean, are, are very low level you know, um, as far as GS level, and they've been in there for 30 years. And then some of them, unfortunately, are having to work two and three jobs just to make ends meet. you know, so I really want to be able to create uh, opportunities for career development. You know, we're working on, you know, how to do federal resumes, how to prepare for that interview, we're doing mock interviews, Um, you know, we're, um, creating opportunities and avenues for people to be able to say, you know what? I'm confident that, you know, I can get promoted. I should get promoted and that I will get promoted. I'm really inspired just by being able to, you know, a lot of people just, some have been gotten complacent and some have gotten frustrated, you know, because they've ended. They've, they've applied for multiple positions. They just have not gotten selected. So, you know, a lot of times. People are thinking, well, it's maybe me, and a lot of times it's not. You know, it's just unfortunate that they need some kind of help and assistance in in developing the the proper resume. What what people are looking for, you know, and then also even working with senior leaders to be able to say, look, you know, we have these people that you know they've been in a sense stagnant, they've been complacent, you know, uh, some of them rightfully so, and some of them, you know, they just want an opportunity. So we work with senior leadership um, and, and, and a lot of other centers within uh, CDC to be able to say, you know, hey, we've got some good people, some good candidates that we feel would do do well, given the opportunity to do so. And one of the things a lot of uh, center directors have been doing is they've been emailing me and saying, hey, can you send this to your big membership? And in the last 18 months, we've had over 25 people who have gotten opportunities just from sharing job opportunities, and people have gotten interviews. Um, we've helped them with their resume, and we reached out and said, "Hey, you know, here's some good candidates. You know, just pick one. You know, <laughs> and if you pick one, then you you're really helping us. You know, so um, that is why I'm excited about it. Just given an opportunity to be able to develop other leaders and people to help them to be able to reach their maximum potential you know and let them know and understand that you know hey your skills matter you know your your ability to be able to do certain things it matters it's important you know and we we want you to feel that way
1: so danny i might just camp out here a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you you've you've hit on a lot but i'll 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 start with this mm-hmm. so you you mentioned the fact that some are complacent, some are, let's, let's say, pigeonholed, or yes, you, know, yes, they, yeah. you know, they just haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. Now, we don't often, actually, we, we've never had someone in your position as a you know, federal employee be able to share some of this with us. I think the one thing that I will ask you to explain is what is a GS rating? Yeah. And then how many GS ratings are there? Yeah. And anything else you would like to share here, you know, as far as um, the GS rating goes?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Excellent question. So um, there there are, of course, a numerous amount of career fields and career paths that you can take at the federal government. You know, we have scientists, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have engineers, we have those who are, are in transportation. You know, we have, of course, IT like myself. We have secretaries, um, we have health communication specialists. We have public health analysts, advisors, the list goes on. You know, um, a lot of them, some of them have started out at GS zero or nine or lower. And of course, you know, your 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 rating determines your salary, you know, um, where you start. And then within that salary, you can be a GS nine, step one. All the way up to a GS nine step 10. And, okay. and, 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 and there is, you know, based on what step level you are, you know, and of course, there's cost of living allowances for those of us in certain areas. Like Atlanta has, you know, cost of living, uh, allowance, which is added on to whatever your sal your base salary is. So you can go GS, you know, we'll say nine, GS 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, which is what I am. And then you can go GS. 15 and then SES. SES is senior executive service. That's, that's basically the highest you can go. Um, the okay. benefit of, yeah, yeah. So I'm almost there, man. I'm getting there, Sean. <laughs> Inch in,
1: inching, inching, inching closer, in, closer, brother. In closer and closer.
0: <laughs> and, 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 SES is, um, you know, they're on a told, totally different price scale because a lot of times, um, they could be, um, of course, there's bonuses rolled up in there. There's based on the number of staff that you have based on your role and your responsibility, your years of service. So there's a combination of things. But ideally when you start thinking about senior level or or, or leadership, you want to look at the GS 14, 15, and SES levels. But we have some people, unfortunately, Sean, that have been GS seven and GS9 for over 30 years. I mean, that 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 to me, it my heart goes out to those people, you know, um, and 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 and, and some of them are content and complacent. Um, But there's opportunities. I mean, you just think about in those 30 years, you know, they could have eventually hit that SES level 10 to 15 years ago if they had the right resources or the right mentality or what have you. But, you know, a lot of it, you know, there's various reasons why somebody would stay, you know, a, a nine or a seven or even 11 or 12 for 20 or 30 plus years. Like I said, I've been at the CDC for 13 years and I started out as a 12 and I'm a 14 now. And, uh, people are just amazed at that, you know, um, and, 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 and really I think to myself, you know, I'm probably one level down from where I should be right now. But, you know, when I talk to other people, they're really like, okay, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just stay right here and I'm going to do my next five or six years. And then retire. And then the way it works is, you know, your retirement is based on your top two levels, you know, and how many years you had in there. Be- determines how many, uh, how much percentage of your retirement that you will have based on how much money you earn in the federal government.
1: Okay. So that
0: alone is an incentive to want to be able to reach the highest level that you possibly can, you know. But yeah, yeah, at the GS levels, you know, there's some titles and positions that, you know, they start out G S twelve, GS thirteen, you know, uh things of that nature. But then there's a lot of, you know, they start you out really at the very, very bottom, you know, um, regardless of your education and your experience. And then sometimes education experience does play a part in where you come in at, you know, at what level.
1: Okay. So Danny, the the major thing that I take away from that is Let's say you have someone that is a GS9, yeah. right? And has been a GS9 for, like you said, 25 or 30 yeah. years. Yeah. What my mind goes to is just the, the, the numbers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we'll, we'll just say round numbers sake. Sure. Right? Sure. So let's say this fictitious GS9 is making 50000 a year. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and they have been, let's say, for the last 30 years. Right. 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 Yeah. And so over the last 30 years, they've made $1.5 million. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in salary. Sure. Which, which for them is good. Yeah. Because to your earlier point, you know, you have some that have settled in. Yeah. And they're not moving and they're yeah. not interested in going beyond where they are. Right. Sure. But again, the numbers say career earnings yeah. 1.5 million. Yeah. Right. Now, let's say just for again, the the sake of an example, let's say at some point, maybe in year 10, they went to the GS level that yeah. paid them six figures. Yeah. yeah. 100,000. Yeah. Right. And so let's say they stayed 20 years mm-hmm. at that new level. Yeah. Right. 20 years at that new level, Danny, yeah. is $2 million in career yeah. earnings. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So just in 20 years at that new GS rating, right. you would have made more yep. in career earnings than you would have in 30 years yep. at that lower rating. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so, again, just, just for the sake of numbers, sure. Right. you're talking about a... Half million dollars,
0: yeah,
1: in earned income, right. Which, as we all know, when you're looking at career, pl- you know, not career. Excuse me. Um, you know, when you're looking at retirement planning, retirement, yeah, and your your wealth distribution and things of that yeah. nature. That extra half million dollars, yeah makes a difference.
0: It really does. Yeah. And then you think about it, even from the perspective of retirement, your retirement is going to be more, you know, <laughs> you know, on top of that. So you've earned more and then your retirement's more on top of that. So yeah. Excellent point, Sean.
1: Yeah. No, well, well, Danny, thank you for allowing me to kind of deviate a sure. little bit and thank yeah. you for the insight on the GS rating yeah. and for all that you shared yeah. around that topic. So, Danny, we're going to find out a little bit more about you personally. OK. And so we are going to find out some of your favorites.
0: OK. Starting okay.
1: with your favorite musician or band.
0: OK. Excellent question, Sean. Uh, my favorite musician, hands down, is Ty Tribbett. Uh Ty Trivet, gospel singer. Um, been loving him for years. Uh, my favorite group is anything featuring Ty Trivet or Ty Trippett featuring anything. I uh, love him. And then, you know, not only has my passion um, and, and, and love for him has grown as a musician, my 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 wife and my son and my daughter, they're huge Ty Trippett fans, too, because that's pretty much all I play. Okay. You know? And now they're singing all of his songs and they love it. And they're, you know, daddy, daddy, it's Ty Trippett. It's Ty Trippett. So hands down, my favorite. And I I, I love there isn't any song that I've heard of his that I didn't like, you know. So definitely Ty Tribbit. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, I will tell you something interesting. So Ty Trubitt has a song. Um, I want to say it's good in the hood. Yeah, um, yeah. Me, and just yeah. and when you so the 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 beat is yes. on point. Yeah. But then the lyrics are also on point because what it talks about in that particular song is one, obviously the, the, the hope and the faith, that's it, you know, that, that emanates from the person and from the people that are being described in the song, yeah but it also lets, so it's almost a play on words where it's good in the hood yeah means that, you know, the, the people, you know, that are in the hood, they're not lamenting their situation. Right. And the reason that they're not lamenting their situation in the song is because they are progressing, That's right? It. They are yeah. they are moving forward. It talks about the the moms who are handling their business, taking care yeah, of their yeah. kids, doing the right thing, going yeah. to school. You know, it talks about the musicians and you know, the ones that are making a difference. Absolutely. Right? And so, um, yeah, I, I love Todd Tribbett's music. Yeah. I mean,
0: every song is a story,
1: man. (laughs) It really (laughs) is.
0: Every song is a story. And it's like, wow. I'm like, and then you're like, did he just say that? Like, wow. I mean, just phenomenal. Phenomenal, man.
1: (laughs) I agree. I I agree. Ty Ty Tribbett is a good choice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, Danny, another favorite. Tell us about a favorite hobby or pastime.
0: So uh, the biggest thing, you know, um, I love doing, and then I'm, I'm learning to love to do it even more now, is spend time with family. And that's, um, of course, m- you know, my immediate family. I'm fortunate to have my in-laws who live nine miles from us. And so we spend a lot of time with them too, you know, and we're, in a sense- Part of our bubble, if you know what I mean, with right, COVID right. going on. And then, um, you know, I'm born and raised in South Carolina, which is four hours from where I live now. So I spent a lot of time visiting my parents and then my, uh, my wife, her, her parents, though they live here, um, they're from the Bahamas. So, um, before COVID, um, every Christmas, you know, we've been married 13 years. So probably, you know, I know for, pro- but prior to COVID for the last 10 years, we were going to the Bahamas. But I love spending time with them. I love, you know, just visiting family. You know, I got a lot of family in New York, a lot of family in Florida, um, you know, in Georgia where I am, um, a lot of family, you know. So biggest hobby to me is vacationing, traveling, but also doing it with family.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> love that answer Danny yeah which yeah. is actually a, a nice setup for this next question which is your favorite place to visit on vacation
0: yeah yeah great question and hands down the Bahamas uh, like I said I've been Bahamas probably 20 times uh visiting family whether it's you know over the summer or or Christmas one interesting thing about my mother-in-law my wife's mom she's the oldest of ten. Oh, wow. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So, so. So. So the interesting thing is she was born. Then she had her parents had five boys. <laughs> so for the longest time, she was the only girl. And then they had four more girls. So they oh, have wow. five boys and five girls. And, um, you know, it's like when we visit to the Bahamas and they all live in the Bahamas, except for my my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. You know, they're fighting over where we're going to stay, whose house we're going to stay at, who, who's. Who we go? Where we going to eat? You know what they're going to cook. So I love that. (laughs) You know we don't have to worry about a place to stay. You know the the thing we have to worry about is upsetting somebody because we don't get to go to their house or get to go over and spend a night with them when we go over there for a week or two. So definitely the Bahamas.
1: Yeah, man, Danny, that's a good problem to have, though. It
0: really is, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is that is a good good problem to have. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. All right. Danny, let's find out from you. What teacher at any level has had the greatest impact on you?
0: Man, let me tell you, um, Sean, that's an excellent question. Uh, Hands down, my third grade teacher, um, Mrs. Gordon, Miss Gordon um and she was a white lady, you know. She she recently passed probably uh 2 or 3 years ago. But I remember um her, she was she was just a phenomenal person and she treated you know, grew up in a, a primarily majority African American community and neighborhood and school um and we had several um white teachers and a few black, you know, but mostly white teachers and unfortunately a lot of them were racist, but not Miss Gordon. I remember being in the lunchroom in the cafeteria and was a very quiet kid, believe it or not, didn't really talk a whole lot, always smiling, uh, always just listening and observing. And we were in the cafeteria and we were talking. Of course, we were loud, you know, we're third grade. And there was this teacher, I won't say her name, but I, I remember it to this day. You know, she would be like, y'all, shut up, shut up, stop making all that noise. And I wasn't even really talking. You know, I I, and then when she said, I said, stop crying. I'm stop talking, stop talking. And then I had looked at her and I was smiling. All I was doing, Sean, is smiling. And she said, what are you smiling about? She said, you better stop smiling, you know, before I take you to the office. And I'm just smiling. And she says, if you knew how you look, you stop smiling. And I kept smiling. And then my classmates, they're like, man, stop smiling. You're going to get in trouble. I'm like, I'm just smiling. And she's continuing to say things to stop me from smiling. And then she said, that's it. That's it. You're going, you, let's go to the office. You know, and this teacher was not my teacher. She wasn't Miss Gordon. But when I went to go to the office, Miss Gordon came over and she said, what's going on with, Danny's one of my best students. He doesn't get in trouble. What? What? She said, he's being smart. He's being smart. It's like, what, what did he say? And she said, he didn't do anything. I mean, you know, he said, it's not what he said, it's what he's doing. She's like, what is he doing? She said, he won't stop smiling. And she knows, my teacher knows me, like he's a smiler. He always smiles. And then she tells the teacher, she says, you know, and at this time, I'm I'm really not knowing what's going on. She 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 uh uh Miss Gordon says, Can I talk with you? She tells the other teachers she um they go outside. Then everybody's like, Man, you you're gonna get in trouble. You are gonna get, you know, you 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 should have stopped smiling. And I was like, I'm just smiling. And so we go back to the classroom, you know, and Miss Gordon, um, you know, we you know, she's already in the classroom and we go, we we file into the classroom and Miss Gordon is sitting at her desk crying. And she says, Danny, come here. She says, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. And I still didn't know until I got home that it was racism that Mm. that I was experiencing. I didn't know, you know, I just thought she was being me. And she told me, she said, Danny, don't ever let anyone stop you from smiling she said no matter what you do whatever matter what happens in life don't ever let you you know let anyone stop you from smiling and to me that impacted me to this day that's why I'm always smiling you know and and people ask yeah why do you smile and then the, to go back 25 years later Sean I was I had just started at the CDC and I was in the bathroom and I had a supervisor and he came in the bathroom and then he said, "Why are you always smiling?" I said, "I can't help it." And he goes and he tells me, "Oh, I can help you with that." And he began to try to make my life miserable for over a year. He put me on a remedial plan. He uh, um, took away my telework, where I could work from home. And 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 there was a time where I stopped smiling. But then I remembered what Miss Gordon had told me.
1: Come on, Danny.
0: And I remember. Come on, Danny. And that's my, what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> come on now. I remember it. And, 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 you know, I thought about it and I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to keep smiling. Hey, come on. And as I kept smiling, there were other people that were like, you know what? Let's not mess with this guy. Why come are you on. people. That's what I'm talking about. To Glory so, to God. Come so on, Danny. But God. And it's like to me, I remember that you know, just like it was yesterday. And I believe that, you know, it's important that we keep smiling no matter what's going on, no matter what we're experiencing, no matter how many people try to take that smile off your face and people say things that, you know, the only reason they're saying it is because they don't want you to smile. You just keep smiling. So I just give glory to God and glory to uh, Miss Gordon, you know, for for, for standing up for me, but not only standing up, but encouraging me to keep
1: smiling. man. Danny, that I will say this now, that is going to set somebody free. That that has to be the most powerful story yeah. I've ever heard yeah. on this podcast. And so for whoever is meant to hear this, I pray that it blesses your soul. Yeah. And I pray that you would be free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And and here's and here's the reason for that. Interestingly enough, my wife is also a teacher.
0: Oh, wow. How about that?
1: Oh, and yeah. That's what grade she teaches, Danny. Don't tell me third grade. She teaches third grade. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> she teaches awesome. third grade. Um, awesome. And even today, right, there's, there's a story that she shared about a student who has a stuttering problem. Yeah. Yeah. And there was an interaction between this student and my wife within the last week or so, you know, mm-hmm. very recently yeah. where um this young man was walking into the school and teachers before the school day starts, you know, they are outside the classroom, they're in the hall, you know, making sure that everything is copacetic and that the kids get where yeah. they're supposed to right. in a timely manner. And I can't remember what drew her to this young man or how the interaction started. Right. But however it came about, she walked this young man to his class right, and was most likely encouraging him or just yeah. saying something to him. And so this young man actually is in fourth grade. Okay. So long story short, this young man came and recited a poem recently for my wife's third grade class. Wow. You know, she's talking him up and his teacher- said, Mrs. St. Hill, I don't know what you have been doing. I don't know what has changed. And, but I'm thankful for what you have been doing with this young man. And Danny, it's nothing more than love. That's it. Right. So what, what Mrs. Gordon did for you was love you. That's it. Right. In the midst of shameful behavior by the other teacher. Yeah. In the midst of shameful behavior by this supervisor that you just yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Right? Love won out. That's it. Amen. Right? Love is the power to change lives. Yeah. Love changes each individual in a way that makes a lifelong impact. Absolutely. Right. Love yeah. is the power of the gospel. It really is. Right. It really in is. I mean, John three sixteen. For God so did what? For God so loved the world that yeah. he gave his only begotten son, right? That yeah. whosoever should believe on him should have eternal yeah. life, Yeah. right? Amen. Love wins out. It does. So, Danny, again, man, yeah. from the bottom of my heart, thank you You're so welcome. much yes. for sharing <laughs> such an amazing story. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's good yeah. stuff, man. Good, good, good. That is good stuff. All right. So, Danny, this um this last question, my friend. What advice would you give your eighteen year old self?
0: Excellent question, son. Um, the biggest thing, you know, um grew grew up even eighteen and, and beyond, a sort of a perfectionist. Felt like I had to do things um right and um I felt like, you know, grew up thinking that I had to earn my way into God's grace,
1: Uh.
0: you know, and in his presence. But I, I learned really probably, you know, in 10 or 15 years ago that it's not about working for his presence, but working in his presence, because God is really going to be there even when we're not there ourselves. You know, even when, you know, we've given up on ourselves, we've given, you know, um, felt like all have been lost. God is still there. So I would tell my 18-year-old self that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay because you, you, you grow and you develop from making mistakes. You know, you grow and you develop and you learn, wow, I shouldn't have did that. Or I need to, you know, make sure that I don't do it again. So I would definitely say, Hey, it's okay to make mistakes, learn from them and realize that no matter what you do, and it goes back to what you say, Sean, God loves you, you know, and his love is unconditional. You know, you don't have to work to earn it. I mean, it was earned um, when his son died on the cross and rose again, you know, so to me, I would say to my 18 year old self, number one, like you said, God loves you and it's okay to make mistakes. And even in the midst of those mistakes,
1: God still loves you. Man, <laughs> Danny, that is that is a very nice bow yeah. <laughs> to put on all of this. Thank you, man. This, <laughs> this is why I do the podcast. Of course. I, it's yeah. funny. I, as I listen to these episodes and we've done over 100 of them now, wow. you know, I, I hear myself saying the same things a number of times. Yeah. Um, one of which is I love doing this podcast. I enjoy doing the podcast. And this is why I get to talk to amazing people yeah. from around the world. Yeah. And we get into stories. Yeah. And these super dope, amazing people allow me to go where the story takes us. That's it. I, yeah. We've talked about faith, We've talked about GS ratings. Oh, yeah. We've talked about racist teachers. Yes. (laughs) You know, we've talked about um, blacks in government. Yeah. Yeah. And the amazing work that, you know, they're trying to do, you know, creating a pipeline and creating opportunities for more people, blacks and others. Yes. Right? To get good government jobs at the federal, state, and local level. Correct. you yeah. have hit on a lot of different things, Dan. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I, and I just appreciate you yeah. so much. Um, appreciate
0: you as well, man. Thank you for doing this. And thanks for everyone that's listening. Um, I'm, I know it's impactful. You know, I'll share this um, story um, only because we're close. Um, we just recently did 9-11. You know, I was in the Pentagon, um, 9-11, when the plane hit. I was oh, my goodness. In yeah. Yeah. That that'll be a whole nother podcast that we'll talk
1: about. Sean. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. So, Danny, no, you cannot just drop that. OK. Yeah. OK. <laughs> no, no, OK. So yeah. please continue. But Yes, you will yeah. need to come back. And share that full story with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: I'll just share with you, um, 9-11, I was in the Pentagon and I was um, the acting day shift supervisor and um, we're listening to what's going on with New York and no windows, no TV, just the radio. And people are calling us and telling us, hey, you know, there's some stuff going on in New York with uh, with the Twin Towers. Then we hear what sounded like a missile that flew over, you know, our heads that we were I was on the side next to uh, the airport. And then we hear this big explosion and the whole building shit. And we're like, oh, my goodness, what is that? And then we hear on the radio, the Pentagon has been hit. The Pentagon has been hit. We're in the Pentagon and I'm I'm in charge of 13 people. We're in a classified area. And uh, I get a call from my manager and he tells me, you know, well, because you're in a classified area, you have to pick two people to stay with you because, you know, we had top secret stuff in there. So I got the phone. I'm like, I'm not I don't know what the extent of the damage is. I'm not going to let people stay in this burning building with me. So I just like, hey, I got to stay. And of course, there was 13 people under me. And um, Sean, no lie, six people refused to leave me in that building, you know, and it really changed my life and my uh, just opened my eyes the other seven, I basically had to make leave. But, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know if I would have stayed if I didn't have, you know, you know, uh, if, if I had the choice to leave because I, I didn't know. But um I learned from that lesson and we'll share it later that when you take people, take care of people generally, they'll take care of you. And we stayed in for another 45 minutes. um, But we've been. you know, it's 20 years, you know, we just celebrated 20 year anniversary. We lost a lot of friends. We lost a lot of coworkers. It really hit home. because you never think, you know, you're in the Pentagon, you're safe. You know, you never think that anything can happen. And then this happens, but it definitely put life into perspective. And it made me realize that God had a plan for me. So I just wanted to share that with you, Sean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Danny, Wade, I will just say this, brother, God bless you.
0: Yeah. God bless you too.
1: Thank you for everything that you have shared yes. this episode. Somebody, even if it's one person, sure. um, they will be touched and yeah. changed by everything that's been shared. Amen. And I can't, I can't thank you enough for yeah, doing thank you
0: that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. Yeah,
1: you're welcome. And of course, we will have you back because that that Pentagon story. Needs yeah. uh needs an episode of its own. It does, <laughs>
0: you know.
1: And so um we'll we'll yeah. we'll we'll definitely get you back to to share that story. But Danny, before we let you go, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you, follow you on social media? Yeah. How would you like for folks to do that?
0: Sure, sure. So excellent question. I can be reached big b i g at cdc dot gov as an email. Okay. Um, and then on Facebook and Twitter, we're at CDC ATSDR big, you know, and I'll share that with you, Sean, so we can we can make sure that people have that. But that's uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter big, and the email address big at cdc.gov, and then at sign CDC ATSDR B I G is how um, you can definitely reach out to me and stay in touch. Okay. So thank you again, Sean. Yeah,
1: You're you're very welcome, Danny. And again, I really cannot express how amazing this episode has been we will be sure to get this out sooner rather than later <laughs> and so with that yes. Tekken main presents family yes. thank you so much for the gift of your time yes. thank you for listening thank you for sharing this episode and until next time be safe
0: Safe. amen thanks sean
1: You've been listening to another episode of Tech and Main Presents.
0: Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to tell your friends, and thanks for being a part of the Tech and Main Presents community.